This morning, I want to talk to you about helping others with the same help that you've received. Is that okay? Can I talk to you about that today? I know that one president said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And that's not, a, that's not something that I don't think is, is, is unreasonable. I mean, we live in a, a great country, and I think we should try and serve our country as, as much as we can, our communities, isn't that right? Uh, it starts right in our home. We serve our spouses, our families, our communities, our country, right? Well, I mean, this is the highest order of, of commitment is to serve the kingdom of God, and whatever uh, God is requiring of us would be the first one on the shelf. Isn't that right? That's the first thought. Oh, let's get that off of there and, uh, and look at this. What would my uh, commitment be uh, toward the kingdom of God? And so we're going to look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And this is the New International Version in uh, verses 3 through 5. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Verse 4, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So Christ is literally uh, living himself through us. We are now Christ's ambassadors. We are representing him. And so any, anything uh, that you have received from God, any benefits, anything you've been set free from, these are all things that you have received. First of all, first out of the gate as believers, as children of God, what we have received is eternal life. Isn't that right? Weren't, weren't we all void of eternal life before? Uh, that death ruled and reigned in us? That we were separated, alienated from the Christ, from the God, the life of God, and we were not children of promise. But now, being born again, we now are children of promise, and now we do have God's life in us. We've been born again. We've been made a brand new species. Uh, this, this species did not exist until Jesus Christ rose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of the Father. And then boom, 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 boom. All these new species began to come into to play. All of us who are born again, children of God, that we are now this brand new species called the in Christ people Christians. Isn't that right? Christian means Christ-like. So we um, have been delivered, first of all, right out of the gate, the first thing that we have freely received is eternal life. Amen. The very life of God is what we've received. And so uh, when we look at this scripture that, uh, that whatever help we have gotten, we help others with, that would be the very first thing I think of is anyone who is in the condition that I was in, I have an obligation to them to help them out of that situation. That is the most dire thing, by the way. Spiritually dead is the most dire thing. There are many tragedies in this world, None compare to leaving earth without Jesus. That is the greatest tragedy. No other tragedy even compares. They all pale. That you leave this life for an eternal hell, that is a tragedy, especially since Jesus paid 
the full penalty for you not to have to do that. But then the scriptures say, how will they know unless someone tells them? How will they know? Well, they won't. And so we have our first obligation is to be carriers of this message of this glory, to take this to those who are still where you once were. That's our first. Freely you have received. Freely give. And, and really, honestly, uh, when you're filled with God and compassion and you have experienced this goodness, the goodness of God, you, I don't understand how anybody would not want to go back out there and say, yo, you don't want to stay out there. Come over here. It's so good. Oh, my goodness. Amen. And they're lost, they're blind, they're in darkness, they don't see, they don't understand, and they do crazy, stupid things. And, and, but the thing about it is, is we keep going, man, we keep after them, because we too were once stupid. I say I was stuck on stupid. <laughs> For a period of my life, I was stuck on stupid, and, and I've spent the rest of my life trying to help teenagers not stay stuck. And why is that? Because freely I have received, and now freely I give, and, and I did all the bad things that you're not supposed to do. I, I did those things, and therefore I have no platform to judge people. I only have a platform of I am redeemed and forgiven, and I want everybody to know. I want everybody to experience this, because there is no greater way to live your life. So, so we, we bring this to the table everywhere we go. We carry this peace. We carry this love. We carry the goodness of God. You are a carrier. You are the answer. We had a, a, a virus that, that was uh, sent to us from China years ago, you know, three years ago, and, and, and everybody's scrambling for a, an antidote and the cure, and everybody's had that on their mind. But I want you to know there is the greatest disease that humanity has ever experienced is spiritual death, and it was sent to us by Grandpa Adam, and he sent that into the human race. He released that into the human race, but God sent the cure 2,000 years ago, he sent the antivirus. He is the second Adam. And he came into this world and he went down into hell and he broke the, the curse. He broke that virus. He broke spiritual death and took away the keys of hell and death in the grave from Satan. Kicked him in his head and he rose from the grave and sat down at the right hand of the Father. And now we are made alive and we now have the responsibility. We now carry the glory just like Christ carried that glory. Hallelujah. So freely we have received and we are freely to give. In the Good News translation, it says this in that, that particular um, passage. It says, he helps us in all our troubles so that we are able to help others who have all kinds of troubles using the same help that we ourselves have received from God. 
Amplified is just, you know, well, it just blows it up, you know, it's just wordy, you know. And uh, we're going to just look at that because it opens up this particular passage. And uh, I like it in the whole entirety. It says this in verse three, it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of sympathy, pity, and mercy, and the God who is the source of every comfort, every comfort, consolation, and encouragement. Guess what? When you stand before people, you become a link to the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement. Have you ever had people say, I just like being around you? Has anybody ever told you that? Well, it's not you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Serious. I'm serious. And be careful how you respond. And I, I believe me, I know it's, it's, it's a little bit awkward, you know, because, you know, people mean well. They're just like, man, I just love being around. You are so awesome. You've, you've actually, you know, and they start saying what they have experienced of God through you. Right. And, and, the, and they may even say something like, I wouldn't even be saved if it wasn't for you. And I'm like, I want to go, nope. Not me. In other words, I don't have holes in my hands. You know, I don't pull my shirt off. But anyway, he's like, no, none of those scars, my feet. Nope. I'm just a a messenger and a channel of that comfort and that encouragement. And I'm glad to be. I tell you, I'm glad to be. But I know what they're saying. I'm saying, thank you so much. We're so grateful for, for what God has done for us. Immediately deferring. Does that make sense? Everybody means well. And as far as they know, you are their savior. And I get it, you know, that you came, you told them something, and they're like, my whole life has changed. I'm so grateful for you. And I understand the principle. But we are simply vessels and carriers. And the, the other side of this is when we don't do that, is when we don't recognize the power and the glory that is inside of each and every one of us. Praise the Lord that we carry that glory. Glory to God. We have people that carry that glory to Africa. Ooh, did you guys go yet? You guys, yeah, you went? You just got back? Was that like life-changing? Yeah. You go to a country where they're desperate for God. Desperate for God. And over there, I mean, they just don't have the, the means that we have over here. You go to those places like that. You go, I've been in South America, and, and, and then they're just desperate for God. And when you speak the word to them, they believe the word. I thought I believed the word until I spoke the word to them. And they roared with excitement. The Spirit of God is here. Whoa! The presence of God is here to heal. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm ashamed. I'm like, I thought I believed the Bible. <laughs> Miracles, signs and wonders, crazy stuff starts happening. Because of expectation. Listen, you are the carrier of this. You're carrying this. You're Jesus walking around and distributing the power and the glory. Freely you have received, freely give. Tell people. 
And I was, had the, the privilege of going to visit someone in our church that had a little challenge and, and their family was there and, and just sharing, the, just an excitement about this alone raises the expectation, raises their belief that this must be true, this must be real because I see him in you. And I'm like, yes, would you pray with me? And they're like, yes. They've been trying to get him to pray forever, but no, right now they are here in the room with him. Because you brought him there. And they're like, yes, why wouldn't I do that? And did nothing else make sense to them now. And you pray and they invite Jesus to come into their heart and, and God begins to move in their life. And yet you begin to be used in a prophetic way and, and, and God will use you by words of wisdom, words of knowledge and discerning of spirits and miracles and healing and all these things begin to manifest through you. That's what he wants to do. This is a new day, church. We are not going to stay in business as usual. We are going to turn our city upside down. This is the day the Lord has made. And that is not a cliche. We're talking about we are living in the last days, people. And it's time for every soldier, every believer to do what God has called us to do. And we can't, as people who go overseas, we can't just say, well, that's good for Africa. That's good for South America. That's good for, you know, third world countries. Listen, we are all in this world. Everybody needs to see a demonstration of God's power. Paul said, I did not come to you with smart sayings and intelligent words he said i came with a demonstration of the power of god and you can't expect that to happen just in church just up here on this pulpit just in a line listen you line people up at albertson's you line people up at walmart you line people up at smith's you line people up at the gym steal the microphone can I have your attention, please? <laughs> Anybody with pain in their body, please report to the bench press. We are to demonstrate his power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's happening. Everybody say it's happening. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So verse four in the Amplified says, who comforts, consoles, and encourages us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction so that we may also be able to comfort, console, encourage those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with comfort, consolation, encouragement with which we ourselves are comforted, consoled, and encouraged by God. That's what we do. This is how we act. We walk around. Messing up every program of Satan. Every time I leave my home, I am expecting, first of all, for none of them to be around there. That is a, a sanctuary. The blood has been played all over that place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really honestly believe that demons have us marked out. There is a, a, a demonic sign outside that says, don't 
touch this place. And if they were to explain, they would show knots on their head. You know, this is what happened, you know. But that we go out from our uh, places of, of God's glory and goodness and take that glory and goodness to the community. Wherever we go. We're not just existing and making a living. We're just, we're here to wreak havoc on hell itself. And the scriptures say that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. One translation says that forceful men and women are advancing God's kingdom. Glory to God. Everybody, everybody do this, this stand up right now. Just stand up in your seat really quick here. I just want you to do this really quick. Stand up. I know people are like, whoa, wait, what? And so stand up, stand up. Glory to God. And I just want you to just do this. This is in the gym. It's the most muscular pose. It's like this. Go like this. You may be seated. Because the devil is a liar. It don't matter how tall or your stature, it doesn't matter. And none of those things matter. What's matter is what you believe. And when you come out from your home and your, your place of, of existence and go out into the community, there should be uh, demonic forces that say she's out or he's out. Mm-hmm. And they are aware of your existence. Because we know that about the uh, seven sons of Sceva, you know, who they were casting or trying to cast out, um, uh, you know, the, the demon. And, and, uh, and they said, uh, we cast you out in the name of Jesus of whom Paul preaches. And the demon spoke back and said, Paul, we know. And Jesus, we know. But you and jumped on those poor boys and left them naked and bleeding. And so what that tells me is when you go out of your home armed and ready and that devils and demons, they know who you are. I've I've heard other testimonies of people that were um, casting out devils and uh, uh, the demon said, we know who you are. In fact, Kenneth Copeland at one point was casting out a demon and the demon asked, are you Oral Roberts? I really believe because he served Oral Roberts as a pilot for him. I believe his anointing uh, was on him. That's an interesting mantle to be confused with, isn't it? For the demon. Are you Oral Roberts? He recognizes the anointing. It's interesting, huh? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wouldn't doubt if I go to cast out a devil and, and the demon says, are you Pastor David? <laughs> but there is an anointing on our life. When you serve the anointing, you have access to it as well. Y'all with me? Yeah. So you are not a victim, you are a victor. And we go out taking what we've received of deliverance and freedoms and, and, and the help that we've received and we are distributors of the same help. Praise God. I believe that because of what I've come out of, I'm able to help people out of just about anything. Just about anything. And I recognize areas of, of, of hurt and pain that I'm not necessarily an expert at, but that doesn't mean I can't help them. 
Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 10, we're going to look at verse 7. These are, um, this is Jesus speaking. He commanded the uh, disciples. And he said, and as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I think many of us know that small portion of that. Freely we have received, freely give. But we didn't really recognize what it was that we were giving. So we are preaching the kingdom of God. He said, tell them that it's at hand. Well, Jesus, another place said that the kingdom of God is at hand, is now at hand, but it, it will be in you. And so now we have it in us. Everybody say in us. in us. And so now we have this, we're carriers of the kingdom and we're carrying this around and we're preaching the kingdom to people. Incidentally, Jesus, you should look it up, how much Jesus spoke of the kingdom and, and, and see, he was a kingdom distributor. And so now you are a distributor of the kingdom in this life. And God is using you to do these things. Amen. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. How many of you in the room here have ever laid hands on the sick? Let me see. Oh, look at all those people. Good job. Praise God. That's awesome. Thank you. All over the place, people are raising their hands. Okay? So that's awesome. Okay? Then how many of you have laid hands on, not just to say, oh, I'm so sorry you're gone, but laid hands on the dead to raise them up? Three. Three. One. One, two, three, three. What? Who are you pointing at? No, I got her. I got her. Are you raising your hand? Did you lay hands on the dead? No, you're just crashing. Okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Billy, thank you. I got you. You were one of the three. And then I would be four, okay? Um, it, it, Minister Darnell, have you ever led... Hand, laid hands on a dead person to raise them up? That would be five. Thank you for your cooperation this morning. <laughs> so, so that would be five in this great room, right? And uh, of the... No, no, I didn't say raise them. I said laid hands on them to raise them. But now I will ask... Of the five, how many literally raised somebody from the dead? Jake, Judith, you've got a person you raised from the dead. Thank God. Thank God. That's awesome. Billy, not so much. So we got, uh, we got one, uh, uh, what is it, uh, one in five? Is that how you say that? Yeah, one for five. One for five. But does that mean we're going to quit? No. No. No, I'm thinking I'm in the range of 10 or 12 people I've probably laid my hands on to raise from the dead. One was in the jungle of, of Honduras, and uh, they, he was shot. I said, Lord, if there's any time, this would be a good one in Jesus' name. Amen. And he laid there. And so I'm not 
given up. I'm not discouraged because God told me to raise them. I'm still working out some things. I know that uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth laid his hands on uh, a dead person and the Holy Spirit said, not like that. And all of a sudden this faith came up in him and he was like, whoa, like he sensed something change in him and, and he raised that person from the dead. He raised like over 20 people from the dead, I believe. One is a famous story where he grabbed them out of the coffin and threw them against the wall and they fell into a heap. Me, I would have ran. But anyway, so, (laughs) well, I hope nobody saw that, you know. And uh, he grabbed them up again, threw them against the wall, as the story goes. And they fell in a pile again. Third time, he threw them against the wall and they came off the wall. came out and walked. And this is when uh, they did stuff to people, you know. They, so it wasn't like they had blood inside of them, you know. This is, there's actually more than one gift of the Holy Spirit in operation, by the way, when you raise somebody from the dead. Uh, the, the faith, you know, in other words, there's the gift of faith. Everybody has faith, all right? But the gift of faith is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the gift of faith in operation, the gift of miracles, because you're turning uh, embalming fluid into, you know, blood, and then, of course, healing. So, so there's three gifts in operation, but regardless, we are told to lay hands on the dead and command them to live. How do you do that? Well, you start laying your hands on some of them. Okay, sorry, we're getting a little far out there now. Uh, we'll <laughs> dial it back. So, so many of you laid hands on the sick, however. Isn't that right? Many of you have. And there is a handful who have not. But that doesn't mean that we are going to get, let you out of the program. These signs shall follow those who believe. Uh, Just about everybody in the room would raise their hand if I said how many believers are in the room. Most of you would raise your hand for that. Isn't that right? But these signs follow those who believe. They, the believers, will lay hands on the sick and they, guess what, shall recover. And so these are things that we do. Freely we have received and freely we give. So we're giving eternal life to those who don't have it. We're giving healing to those who don't have it. Even the dead people, we're giving them life because they don't have it. Lastly, how many have ever cast out a demon? Let me see how many people have cast out demons. Oh, look at, well, you guys are awesome. Good job. I can't even count the numbers. Wow. Where are you guys hanging out at? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably most of you like church. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, no lack for demons there. You know, it's like, oh, Lord. So yeah, so, so I also have, have done that at church and otherwise, um, but, but it's not necessarily something I really want to do or I'm seeking after, but, but when they show up, when they reveal themselves or it's revealed to you, then you need to then know exactly what you're to do with that spirit that has been tormenting that person. Do you understand? And so, so I've had um, people, you know, spit at me and curse me that had that demon. It was a demon talking, you know, using the F and, you know, all kinds of, you know, weird voice. And I'm like, ha, 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 shut up. Come out in Jesus' name. 
amazing. And they, they release them and they just calm down and the veins quit sticking out of their neck and all those details. Literally, I've had this person arching their back on the floor and just muscles in their neck and they're cursing and foam coming out of their mouth. And as I command you to release her in Jesus' name. And they have to obey. They have to. Praise the Lord. And so God's called us to freely you have received, freely give. I have no idea how many demons had to leave when I got born again. I mean, I had some, I'm sure I was carrying something around. But they were done. They were done. Hallelujah. No more. <laughs> so freely I've received, freely I give now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? Huh? It was like, I'd tell you what, that, that, that man right there, he's freaking me out, man. <laughs> Glory to God. In the, the message, or excuse me, the, um, uh, the Passion Translation, it says, freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. This is the Passion. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In, uh, uh, we're going to look at Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Praise the Lord. And verses, uh, let's just go uh, verse 9. It says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So it's, it's to all people that we have an obligation to do good towards. Isn't that right? And uh, of course, then it gives that clause, especially to the house of God. So we are carriers of the kingdom. And certainly, first of all, it would apply to the family of God. And if I, you know, if I have a, a, this is my assistant right here. This is Letitia. She's my uh, secretary. So for certain, I need for her to be anointed. And so if I'm a carrier of something, I'm going to make sure this girl, uh, in Jesus' name, I need her to see stuff. And she's going to help me. She has to know what's going on. Isn't that right? And so I need for her intellect. I need for her body to act right. And so let's all stretch our hands out towards her. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your grace, anointing, and power flooding Letitia's mind, her body. Thank you that she has the strength, ability to do everything you've called her to do in this life. Thank you, Lord God, for long life. Thank you for strengthening her. Thank you for every cell and tissue of her body responding to the law of the spirit of life. Thank you, Father, for your grace and strength and peace. Peace. We, we speak peace to Letitia. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So that's just an example. She's a part of the body of Christ. And she's very, you know, close in effect to my world. You know what I'm saying? And so I need for her to have, uh, be a carrier as well. And, and uh, I really believe when you walk around conscious of being a carrier, then your faith is to that end. And it's really difficult for the enemy to do stuff. Because you're constantly in the flow. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, where do you get a hold of that guy at? You know, geez, 
and you're just walking around delivering people. Helping people. Praise the Lord. Because this is a war. And this is not just, you know, some kind of weird soap opera we're living in. This is the real deal. And the kingdom of God is not just at hand, it's within you. And we are about to close this whole thing down. Satan is aware. And he is um, actually doing more than he's ever done. But does that matter to me? No. It just means that I've got to step up my game and say, you know what, God, I just ask you to just get Anthony and just, just mess him up and cause him to go around slapping devils himself in Jesus' name. That he's a devil slapper. <laughs> No demons can operate in his presence. Not against him, his wife, his child, or his children, or his, his business. The men that work for him Amen. are like David's men. Amen. Mighty warriors. To raise up great men to serve. So the Spirit of God is on you, Anthony. And what you have done is just a small thing compared to what you will do. There's great work yet to be done. Great, great, great is my faithfulness, saith the Lord. And I see your heart. I see how you serve. And I will reward. And I will bring my reward. For I come quickly. So don't lose heart. Don't grow, don't grow weary. Hear my voice. Do what I tell you to do. And I'll see you through. And you'll walk in the high places. Says the Spirit of God. And so we walk around. Vessels. Vessels. Each one of you. Vessels. Of God's goodness, His glory. You, you stand before people at the grocery store and you talk to the person who's helping you and Holy Spirit will come on you. Amen. And say, the Lord told me that he sees your hurt and your brokenness and he wants to help you. Do you mind if I pray with you? And they start crying and fall apart behind them, you know. And then somebody behind you goes, can you pray for me too? Absolutely. Do you know Jesus? Have you ever been born again? And you start a revival at the grocery stand, you know, just... Because, why? Because you're a carrier of the kingdom. You carry that life and that goodness. That's what we are as liberators. Walking around, touching people, ministering to people, helping people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In 1 John 4, 19... I'm going to have to close somehow. 1 John 4:19 and 20, and this is the New International Version. It says, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God 
whom they have not seen. So we are carriers of this love, of this life. The reason why we can do what we do is because God loved us. And that's it. He gets all the glory. And if, if we get out of perspective thinking we've done something, you have to watch. Be careful and guard your heart with all diligence. But keep going. Keep helping. Keep loving. Keep bringing that life and that love to people. Because some of the hardest people that you'll meet just need to know that God loves them and cares about them. You have to see past their hurt, past their pain, and reach out to them and love them. Share Christ with them.